Hello? What I find particularly peculiar is that we are all creatures of extraordinary art and exquisite complexity, executing ancient rhythms and falling down ancient pathways, Rube Goldberg machines to the bone. It's not necessarily a horrid thing to be aware of this fact, that every single one of us creates art through one simple act we all do, each day, each hour. Some might say that if all of us create art, then no one does, like some half-baked moral question. But then again, they don't know the true magnitude of the art we speak of here. This art... It cannot be diminished by everyone creating it. In fact, it thrives on unanimous participation. It requires the acts of every single person in the worldwide forest of billions. Without everyone trying to create, using others as a springboard from which to attain greater heights, this art that we are all part of would be meaningless, impactless. It is the thing that, it could be argued, is the most shining achievement of the human race, our greatest strength. It has passed the test of millennia again and again, always changing, always evolving, always struggling to create a more accurate representation of the world as it is today. It is a language. Now, this may seem paradoxical, a celebration of words in a podcast intended to explore silence. But here, silence does not necessarily mean the absence of words. It is the absence of thoughtless words. And there's the rub, my friends. There is the difference. The word bitch is so far removed from the Greek Meraki putting one's heart and soul into something like cooking and doing a task with the genuine passion, creativity, and love. Their two meanings are so far removed as to be almost laughable. The border between thoughtless and thoughtful is incredibly clearly drawn, thick enough not to be tripped over at night. But sometimes the divide is not so pronounced. Sometimes it isn't quite as strong. Sometimes beautiful words said without meaning can cross the border into thoughtlessness, and sometimes the most commonplace can transcend into the art we speak of here with a single, passionate inflection. It is all about the truth behind them. Do they cut to the bone? Do they capture something quintessentially human, something that it feels almost a relief to live out? Those are the qualities of true word art, of something like the English ingle nook, a cozy nook by the hearth. Though this word does not hint at glorious pasts and uncertain futures of philosophy and higher art, it has a beauty and a simplicity and a creativity all its own. For if we do not have that cozy spot by the hearth, where else can all the great ideas of the world spring from?
the writer in me balks at dismissing Inglenook as meaningless, void of substance of thought, for though it is important to go out into the wilds of the world chasing stories, it is equally so to return home and record them all down, think of Tolkien's Frodo so happy to rest at the end of his journeys. The word Inglenook is just one example of the universal and often less than typical beauty that words can bear if used properly. Everything we could say can be gorgeous. Words are feast for ears when heard and for eyes when seen. All those letters and accents and spaces jammed together to create something just as beautiful as a colorful dish of food. Sometimes we can spice our language with the spectacular, the fagaciouses, the wafters, the chateauians of the world. But things can be just as beautiful if we use the everyday words and simply place the meaning that we feel most deeply into them. If you listen to this podcast and come away with nothing more than one thing, nothing more than a single thought to light the rest of your day with, let it be this. We create art every single one of us, every day, sometimes without even trying. But the most beautiful art is, undoubtedly, when we do try, when we attempt to imbue the majestical and the plebeian with our own thoughts and feelings, when we curate our speech carefully to ensure the most beautiful knitting together of sounds and words. Just by being and thinking the tiniest bit, our words have power. Focus. Meaning. Our lives are granted with something great every time we open our mouths. The ability to communicate, to contribute to something greater than ourselves, to art. This is an art that is the everyday, but also an art that defies it, and isn't something that takes you by surprise the best sort of creativity. With every word we speak, respond to, understand, we are weaving a web of universal glory, for everyone speaks a language or will speak it somewhere, be it Inuit or French or Wajiman. And it really is a miracle, not only the fact that we've created language and brought some way to communicate out of the depths of our minds and made it the most important thing in our lives. And, you know, language really is the most important. We've molded our brains, our pitch detection, our motor, our motor cortices to its understanding and execution. But it's also a miracle. It's also a very small one. The fact that there is such a wealth of languages, really a wealth, something filled with exquisitely unique coins and jewels and priceless paintings, if you want to put a metaphor to it. We are bound by the fact that we all share the power of speech. But what really is incredible is how the speech expresses itself in such vastly different, yet also devilishly intertwined ways. Some ways, like the Malay, like the Malay Pisan's opera, the time needed to eat a banana, are exquisitely suited to one way of life, of love, of expressing oneself. And others, like the Japanese komorebi, the sunlight that filters through the leaves of the trees, this can be captured in other languages, but only through a convoluted stream of words. 
Yet there are some themes that transcend all languages, that are found in whatever corner of the world one peers into, and that can illuminate, if you look hard enough, what it really means to be human. Love, both undying and lost, appears in spades. An irony is something too good to miss wherever you go, whatever language you speak. There's also the undeniable connectivity that crops up in the dictionaries of whatever language you traverse that sense that all of humanity and their struggles and their triumphs and their undeniable ties that bind can be captured in one simple word written down in a piece of paper holding the palm of someone's hand. Both this diversity and this connectivity are beautiful and also powerful. By speaking this art, by creating this net of sound and meaning and colorful prose, we are exercising the undoubtable power of connecting the unconnectable that we possess. We are scrabbling at higher meaning of love of what it means to be human, of life itself. Who knows? No one knows. And maybe that's all right to not know, at least for right now, because that leaves just one more thing not captured by words, just one more thing for the language of the, for the languages of the world to strive for and for us to make beautiful in our everyday lives. Mouths, teeth, tongues. We are connected through our art, through our art, but our art is also words, and that is why, instead of choosing a poem for today, I've elected to read a list of the most beautiful, meaningful, powerful works of art wrought by speech that I could find. If one resonates with you, grab it, embrace it, use it. But above all, remember that it is up to you to imbue it with meaning, that it is up to you to bring thoughts to, fr to fruition and elevate this gift of speech above the thoughtless. Use this gift wisely. Yaberne. Arabic. Literally translating to you, bury me. When you love someone so much that you cannot stand the thought of living without them and you want to die before them, so you don't have to spend a single instant without their company, this word comes into play. Ixuarpok. Inuit. When you go outside to check if someone is coming, anyone is coming again and again and again, maybe there will be a figure on the horizon, maybe there won't, but you've checked and that is the important thing. Toshlis panic. German. Gate-closing panic when your age seems to ride in all around you and trap, to, and trap you, when your opportunities seem to diminish as you grow closer to the coffin. Tingo. Pasquinex.
the act of gradually stealing everything you want from a friend or neighbor by borrowing it all and neglecting to return it. L'appel du vide. French. The call of the void is the literal translation of this phrase, but at its most meaningful it refers to the undeniable appeal of jumping off of high places. Duende. Spanish, and to me possibly the most important one, the word that embodies all of the casual art we spew out of our mouths every day. It is a spiritual entity that possesses humans and creates a feeling of awe, of humility, of recognition of one's surroundings. Duende is the power that a work of art has to shake a person to their core. And, as always, questions, comments, concerns. Contact me at explore.silence.podcast at gmail.com. And please, if you feel this twice-monthly podcast made a modicum of difference in your mind for a fraction of a second, share it with someone. A friend, a neighbor, a stranger passing by. Anyone is fair game. Thank you.